Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Hey, folks, it's Mark Aram. I hope you're enjoying the Mark Aram Show podcast. A reminder, you can hear this very radio show live Monday through Friday. We're live 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. It is Friday. Sorry, smiling. I got to get out of here. Can't have you, uh, you know... Pussyfooting around in the chopper. We got things to talk about. We got breaking news. We got some fun stuff. And, uh, and yeah, the gang's all here tonight on a Friday. It's 77 degrees on Peachtree Street. A 6.5 on the Mark Aram Show back sweat meter. I don't know if you heard the bell there in Longoria. 6.5. Uh, we got a comedian coming in. We got Brittany Tannenbaum. We got, does Alex Williams know this food? But we can start off with some breaking news from this afternoon. Uh, Fox News anchor... Shepard Smith announces his surprise departure today on the air. A personal moment now. Gathering and reporting the news has been my life's work. 33 years, the past 23 right here, since the day we launched Fox News Channel in 1996. The opportunities afforded this guy from small town Mississippi have been many. Fox News has allowed me to travel the country and the world, gathering the facts of the day for you. At Columbine, Katrina, Iraq, Israel, Lebanon, 9-11, and every life-altering event along the way. Fox News anchor Shep Smith, been there for 23 years since they started in 90. He was a founding member of Fox News, announces on the air today he's gone. He asked to be let out of his contract. Sources inside of Fox News said he was uh, let out uh, let out by security. Remember we talked about that the, a couple weeks ago, getting <laughs> fired? But apparently he quit here. Neil Cavuto followed him right after this and barely could speak. He was like, uh, like just stunned. No one knew this was coming. Shep Smith is gone. I'm sure a lot of you uh, folks don't like Shep. That's probably good for you. I always was a fan of his news delivery. I'm not going to lie. Back, you know, 22 years ago when I started at WSB, I was like, I want to. I want to do the. You know, if I, I want to read the news and traffic in, in a Shep Smith kind of way. Like he, he had this uh, unique cadence. I just liked it. And and boom, the bomb has been dropped there. He's leaving Fox News, as Chris Chandler reported. He is uh, facing a non compete clause in his contract, so he can't jump anywhere. I'm sure he'll have plenty of suitors. Um, it, it, it stunned me. I don't know about you, Chuck. Uh, you know, Fox News. He was. Uh, he was not a Hannity. He was not an O'Reilly. Not a talking a head. Guy. He was a news guy, and and I think well respected within the halls, outside some of the uh, you know the more um, opinionated uh, hosts, you know. But he was a straight up news guy. Him and Chris Wallace, Brett Baer, um, very well respected in the business. And he's gone. Um, I want to talk about that. The fact that he's leaving as number one. He's leaving on top. Like he he's number one. Like Fox News is number one throughout the day, but but he's still leaving as as the top dog. And I want to talk about career changes with the listeners and, and with you guys. So obviously, um, whatever you do, if you're driving home right now in awful Atlanta traffic, um, you might not have a high-profile job or career like Shep Smith did. But I think at, all, at some point, all of us in our careers have had a chance or chances to do something different. Let's say 
uh, you're an accountant like Sanjay, right? And you work for uh, one of the big accounting firms, Price Waterhouse Coopers. There's, there could be a point at some time one of your coworkers comes to you and says, hey, Chuck, let's go open up our own shingle. Let's go open up our own accounting office. We got all the knowledge. Let's, let's not work for anyone else anymore. Let's be our own bosses. I would imagine opportunities like that happen no matter what your career. You're, you're the cashier at uh, Arby's on Howell Mill, and you're doing a good job. And the manager of the Taco Bell next door notices, like, oh, man. Longoria's killing it in that drive-thru. He's pushing those Jamocha shakes. He walks over. He's like, what are they paying you, Longoria? And you say, nine fifty an hour. He goes, I'll give you 12 an hour to come over to Taco Bell. And you, swallow, tacos. And you swallow your Mexican pride, and you go over, and, and you sell. <laughs> like, so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we all have that in our careers. I want to know from you folks in driving home, career moves you did or didn't make, and how did it work out? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. So I've been at WSB for 22 years. I've had a lot of offers to go somewhere else way back early might have been like 2003 um wgst which i think is still a station now i don't know it is uh they offered me their morning show host position and i and this was when they were still a legitimate factor in the in the in the market i was like i was stunned you know at that point i was just doing traffic and uh braves and and hawks kind of stuff and they offered me the morning news show and it was, it was, I was tempted, not because I wanted to leave WSB. Obviously, I've, uh, you know, I'm a lifer here now. But like to have my own show was was very. I was like, wow. Um, but I, I was like, I thought about it. I'm like, if I go there, Scott Slade's going to kick me up and down Peachtree Street, right? Like he's, <laughs> I don't want to go heads up against Scott Slade. <laughs> like he's going to kick my ass up and down Peachtree Street, and the money wasn't right, and it just didn't feel right. That was, I've had a lot of offers like that over the years. And do I regret not taking that job? No, obviously not now. Like, it was, it was a tough decision back in the day, 15 years ago. It was like, do I stay or do I go? Like, I can have my own show, the Mark Aram morning show. It's kind of a big deal. It was tempting, but I stayed here, and I think it all worked out. You've been in radio uh, more than a month and a half, Deb Green. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you ever uh, had any career decisions that you took or didn't take and now regret? I mean, before I was in radio, I did, like, graphic design yeah. and stuff and then i somehow got lured in oh i did art for the radio station that's how okay. i kind of ended up over there but i applied for a job out in california but the how much they wanted to pay me versus how much it would have cost to live in california sure. it was like yeah they were uh-huh. it, yeah it's yeah. basically like being a college student again like sure. i can't do it can't do it uh mark mckay worked at cnn for over 28 years on the cable news side of the network he's in for doug today smiling uh, did you ever cross paths with shep smith in your news coverage i did not and i'm happy to say i was in sports as well which is a big different animal now when we talk away the news business has changed i still have people that uh remember the sports days uh but I was very honored, Mark, uh, as you well know, to be able to uh, sit up front as one of the fill-in guys for Captain Herb Emery, and I am honored to take over the uh, tradition and uh, the service that Captain Herb taught us as we... And, that, and that's travel. why we stole Smiling from CNN. We said, we said, Smiling, get your butt out of downtown. You're coming to Midtown. Any career changes or offers in the past uh, in, in honor of Shep Smith leaving Fox News that, that you took and, and regret it now or didn't take and regret it? I'd love to hear your situation. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Jeff kicks us off on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Jeff. Hey, how's it going? What's up, brother? 
Hey, just want to let you know, um, so yeah, kind of like Deb there, started off in uh, graphic arts uh, for about five or six years, and then I moved from Alaska down here to Georgia, and my dad was able to convince me to uh, leave and go to his company with him, and he and I kind of started that together. It's, it's worked out great. So you and your dad have your own company. That's pretty cool. Yep, and he suckered my brother into it, too, <laughs> and pretty much the rest of the A true. So no regrets even leaving Alaska? Uh, you know, I miss it. It's great up there, but too cold and not enough jobs. Came, came to Georgia for the jobs. Well, you, I mean, you just live off the land. That's what I would do. I'm not going to get a job if I move to Alaska. I'm going to catch salmon in the river, <laughs> skin uh, skin beaver. I can say that in the air, right? Skin beaver. You, I can skin beaver. Did. Catch salmon in, in the stream. You don't need a job. You live off the land. Apple trees everywhere you go. Just... Yeah. Alaska? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know they had apple trees. Bound, it's a bountiful country. <laughs> Ala- uh, Alexis. Alexis. Alexis is on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Lexi. Hi. Well, I've been called worse than Alexis, so that's fine. <laughs> What's going uh, on? Going into your career change, interesting that you say that. Um, so, big belly up to Alaska, by the way. I've been in pet retail in the stores for about 13 years. And starting Monday, I am now in corporate pet retail. So oh. I'm making a big career change myself. So um, obviously you enjoy the career path you've been on. You've been in the Love pet it. retail for years. Now that you're going to be a corporate bigwig, you're going to miss all the, the puppies and the parakeets? I mean, are they still going to be around at corporate? Well, what I don't have at home, I can still visit in the stores. So, But I'm actually going to be visiting all the stores in my company doing training for our brand. So Very cool. Really right. exciting. I'm going to ask you an inside baseball question about pet retail. You ready? What is the Bring number it. one uh, profit center for, like, uh, a standalone pet retail store? Where, where do you make the big money? Dog food. The food? Well, I mean, there's, dog food is what most people come in for, but the biggest markup is going to be on toys. Toys. toys oh, yeah. Food. Oh, yeah. I, I'll buy toys. I'm not going to mention any names where I go. But uh, I go straight to that bargain bin. I'm like, all right, what's Deuce going to tear up for a buck fifty today? Because some <laughs> of those toys are the clearance toys for Bosco and your baby. Yeah, right. exactly, exactly. But I so I used to uh, get my pet food there. But I I I mean not to uh, sorry Alexis, but Chewy.com they oh, deliver yeah. to the door, and Bosco's medicine now gets delivered to the door. That's game changer. Good for you staying in that pet pet realm. Chris is in Marietta. Chris, welcome to the show. Hi, hi, uh, Mark. Um, my my story is a unique one. I came to Atlanta in 1980, started an all-original rock and roll band, was recording in one of the local studios. The local uh, music establishment took note of my skills and brought me to Joel Katz, the world-renowned oh, the entertainment attorney. Yeah. I signed management with Joel. Within a month, he flew in three executives from Warner Brothers. We were playing the Agora Ballroom. I made the mistake of telling the guys in my band that, the record company was out there. They fell to pieces. The worst night we ever had. Joel uh-huh. calls me the next day and says, Chris, good news, bad news. Warners was not impressed with your band. The good news is they love you. They think you're a star. I've got a three-album record deal on my desk and a one-way ticket on Delta. All you got to do is come in and sign the paperwork, but you got to tell your band their services are no longer required. So what happened? And out of, out of loyalty to, to my band... I turned the record deal down. Oh, oh! Please tell me your lifelong friends with these bandmates. Uh, the, the lead guitar player, who with tears in his eyes said he would never speak to me again if I went to L.A., won't speak to me now because I stole his girlfriend. Oh, well, I mean, I guess I guess That's you got a little son, something out of it. Drugs and rock and roll. But yeah, I'm still what a my butt on that for one. For not and doing I, you know, it. I still talk to Joel every now and then. He's a good man. I just wish I would have gotten on that plane. Yeah. I would have been the first American Idol. I had my ticket 
to Hollywood. They had a studio set up waiting for me to get in there and record. Chris, I'm so sorry. It reminds me, you know, talking about telling the bandmates that the uh, agents there, the town... When I was uh, in college, my boss was uh, my boss. My coach was like, "Hey, the Brave Scout is here to see you today," and it got in my head. And I went from a first round draft pick to a talk show host like this, just like this. Thanks, coach. Getting uh, getting that in my head. Shep Smith retires. Talking about career changes you have made or didn't make, and maybe now regret. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. This is the Mark Aram Show. Breaking news in the cable news business. Shepard Smith leaves Fox News today on top. Huge career move for him. Any career opportunities that you did or didn't take in the past that you are now happy about or regret at 404-872-0750. Phil's in Lilburn. Phil, welcome to the show. Hey there. Hey, Phil. Um, I've got an interesting story. Got to be quick, though. Okay. I was in building supplies and I mm-hmm. did a lot of construction things and I also on the side did DJ. I DJed private parties with sure. music and that type of thing. And my mom asked me if I would DJ a party for her and their senior group. I did. Can't turn down mom. You gotta do that. Yeah, you gotta do it. And one of the ladies there worked for WSB and mom came to me after or shortly through the party and said this lady loves your voice, and she wants to know if you would like to experiment experiment on radio. And I talked to her a little while, and I said, you know, I just got started with this new company. I, I, maybe not. Oh. I need to stay oh. where I am. And the next yeah. day, they hired Mark Aram to do traffic, and all was right with the world. Anyway, Phil, hope you're having a good time as a DJ. Got to jump on those opportunities when you can, folks. Uh, we'll come back. More of this uh, developing story. Shep News out at Fox. Shep News. <laughs> Shep Smith out at Fox News. This is the Mark Aram Show on WSB. Hey, this is Billy Gardell, and you're listening to my buddy Mark Aram, the Mark Aram Show. 639, 21 in front of 7. Mark Aram and the Bananas with you Monday through Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. Deb Green, tell the folks how they can listen to the show when they get home. Uh, you can check it out on the podcast, available on SoundCloud and on Facebook and WSB Radio, I believe. By the way, I was told, Longoria, uh, by Jesse. You know Jesse, right? Yes. All right, thanks. I just It's radio. You need to, you know, vocalize. <laughs> oh, it took me a while. I was he, doing something. He said the show's now podcast on YouTube. Oh, yeah. He told. He sent yeah. me that link. Yeah. yeah. So send that to me, and I'll send it out. That's pretty okay. cool. We're, we're like two inches away, Chuck. Is that too soon for you? I'm Always sorry. two inches away. We're two inches away from uh, doing the show live with video. So there'll be there'll be a camera on me and all the bananas. I'm no. pushing for that. I know. We're I'll two, be blocking we're, that camera. Well, you can do what you want to do. Nobody wants to watch me watch videos you're the, while you're doing you're the, the radio show. You're the beefcake of the show. <laughs> you need, are. We need all of you. Yeah, we need female <laughs> listeners, Chuck. So you better step Shirt, up. Shirtless right. Chuck. Start doing can those curls again. Do those curls again with those bells. With the kettlebells? You, you know, the kettlebells. Yeah. That was the most embarrassing <laughs> thing in my keep life. Keep working out. Uh, anyway, the breaking news are following. Shep Smith steps down at Fox News, leaving at the top of his game, number one in the ratings. An interesting career move. Uh, have you had an interesting career move where you got an offer and didn't do it? Here's another offer I got to do uh, a sports talk show in San Diego. San Diego. And I was like, you didn't go? To Wells. Well, I was going to go. I mean, it wasn't that great paying, but it's San Diego. It's sports, yeah. blah, blah, blah. 
And the guys, I like, send him tapes. He's like, you're our number one choice. We want you to fly out here. But I was like, this is awesome. And? And. He oh, goes, yeah, I forgot about that. There's <laughs> one thing. I was like, what's that? He goes, our studios are in Tijuana. That's right. I forgot about this So story. I would have had to either live in Tijuana. Well, no, you could that live in Tijuana. That might not have been that bad. Or cross the freaking border every day. Can you imagine? You complain about, you know. Going through Spaghetti Junction. Imagine having to cross the Mexican-American border. Bad. Bad. Crossing the border is not that bad. It just—I mean—they've got the walking yeah, lane. But you never know. No, you never you're know. fine. They—they're not going to look at you. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. Gonna, I, well, that was they're not going to be your Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> that was not so. I turned that down. So there you go. Any any offers? Any career moves that you regret now later in life? Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Zachary joins us in Atlanta. Zach, welcome to the show. Hey, uh, my story is a lot like that other guy, the rocker guy. Um, it was a record deal. Uh, uh, we went up to New York City and uh, did the showcase, and the, uh, the big wig executive of the label said, I really don't like your attorney. Uh, if you uh, do this deal with the attorney, I, 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 I don't think I really want to do it. And we were like, oh, we really like our attorney. And then long story short, like 10 months later, um, uh, the, that our attorney was negotiating this deal for 10 months. And then, uh, after 10 months, he was like, I told you I didn't really like your attorney. So I just don't want to do this deal. And, uh, yeah, we, we lost that deal out of allegiance to Listen, the stinking attorney. If there's anyone you could be mean to in this world, I think it's a lawyer, right? I mean, you could have, you could have, there's a million of them. You could have walked away from him. Or her, <laughs> I, I know when you're young and dumb, you, uh, uh, uh. You, you don't think about stuff like that. Let's put it I mean, this he, way. Told, he told us. If if some radio station came to uh, low T Longoria or Dev and it's like, listen, we love you, but Aram's got to go. These guys would pack up and get be out of here in two seconds. Oh yeah, definitely. And I'm not even a lawyer. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not even a. They would be gone. I even tell you. Yeah, exactly right. I send you a picture of Whataburger. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, exactly right. Whoa, John, turn down your radio, buddy. We'll come back to you in a second. Jeffson Tucker, Jeff, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, Mark, Hello, my Jeff. old friend. What's going on, buddy? And I would say, hola, como esta to Longoria? Hola. <laughs> Okay, well, there you go. Oh, hello. Okay, uh, this is about The Walking Dead. I was working in a Miami circle, and I got to work very early, and I walked across the street, and I was talking to the security guard there, and somebody came out from where they were shooting and told me that they would pay all the money and fill out all the papers if I would come in and be part of this movie. And stupidly, I said no, because it was my loyalty to, to my boss. Yeah. And... Gosh, it could be a big star now. Yeah, I don't need What was the movie? Makeup. It was The Walking Dead. Oh, the TV show, Walking they Dead. They were, they, I don't know, there was movie trucks and catering trucks all up and down Miami Circle yeah. about five years ago, and I, man, I'm so sorry about that. When I was a kid, so I was walking, so I lived in Connecticut, mm -hmm. but I, would go to, I had family in New York, and I guess it was 1986, 87, I was in New York City, and this talent scout saw me. And he was like, "You're perfect for this role, blah blah blah. Can we can we hire you?" And I was like, "I'm really not, you know, I have no desire to be an actor, and I'd have to leave school." Um, he's like, "You've you've got the look." He wanted me to be, uh, you know, the it, the movie Big with Tom Hanks. Like, remember the kid in Big? Like, he wanted me for that role, and I turned it down because I forgot what it was. Like, it was baseball. Like, I didn't want to miss Little League baseball or whatever. I could have been Tom Hanks as a kid in that movie Big. 
I'm totally lying. That's ne- that never happened to me. It sounds believable, right? No. Sure, it does. I knew you were lying right away. You did? Yeah. You, yeah. you never told us that. Yeah. I've known you for seven I would've, years. I would have said that. that. that we, That's yeah, how we heard people. that one. I could have been Tom Hanks's and big. Anyway, uh, we're going to come back more of your calls. And Alex Williams, does he know this food? This is The Mark Aram Show. Joining us in studio, we're going to back to the fold in just a second, is Alex Williams, a member of Triple Team Traffic. Great dude, does not know much food. It's a sporadic segment uh, we like to call, Does Alex Williams Know This Food? 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 That boy don't know what that is. Usually that boy doesn't know what that is. Here's today's food, Alex. You ready? All right. Spanikopita. Spanikopita. Um... Type of pasta? It is, it is not a type of <laughs> pasta. Like it's a no. Greek. Uh, it's like a spinach pie. You've had them, I'm sure. Greek dish like uh, phyllo dough and spinach and maybe. Yeah, Alex Williams did not know that food. That boy does not know what that is. So nope. I was going to ask you another one. Let me. Can I do another one, Longoria? All right, you don't have to do the intro. Here's the food. Pierogies. Pierogies. Do you know what pierogies are? No. <laughs> <laughs> really? No. That boy oh, does did not, not know, know what that, that is. is. Uh, you would love them, actually. It's a Polish dish, potato-stuffed pasta. I would go for that. Yeah, so Alex Williams 0 for 2. He did not know what that food nope. is. Have a great weekend, little guy. You too. All right. You know what You know what those were, right? Spanakopita and, and pierogies? Yes. Yeah. Pierogies are delicious. I would I've imagine. never had them, but... Really? Yeah. But, that, I mean, potatoes and pasta? Yeah, it's pretty I mean, good. <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to say, I, I know what pierogies are. I don't yeah. know what that other one was. Spanakopita? You've had it. You've it's had like it. a little spinach pie. Okay. I think it was. Have you been to Marietta Diner? I doubt they it. give it to you sometimes yeah, as a as a little appetizer, appetizer. A little free appetizer. Sure. All right, let's go back to John. John, thanks for turning your radio down. What's going on, buddy? Hey, all right. Loving the loving the Georgia weather. Indeed, my friend. What's going on? Yeah. Well, I actually moved up here from Florida, and that I worked for the mouse for twenty five years. Wow! In what just, capacity? Um, I was in HVAC tech. Then I was a project manager. The last. Uh, 10, 15 years I was there. So why did you make the career move and move to Atlanta? What was the the draw? There's there's two seasons in Florida, hot and hotter. <laughs> hey, oh, oh, and two love bug seasons, too. I couldn't live. <laughs> I could, I, maybe I could live in Florida, but not in Orlando. Yeah, like, I forgot about the love bugs when we went. My daughters did not like the love bugs. I don't know what a love bug is. You never seen a love bug before? I don't know. Maybe I have. I just don't know what it's called. They're it. like little bugs, and they're stuck together, and they call them love bugs. Oh, I've seen those. Is that what they yeah. call them? Yeah. We call them humpy bugs in Connecticut. What? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but you call them love bugs. Love that's bugs, that's nicer. Yeah. Than humpy bugs. Yeah. David's up next to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, David. Hey, right, good evening, Mark. Good evening, sir. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, wide, wide hey, open. I'm listening to you for years. I love your show. Thanks, buddy. But right up my tree, I had to call today. I've never called before. Um, I was an Army pilot in Vietnam and a helicopter pilot. Anyway, I was on the tarmac in Pittsburgh. We were having a weather delay, and I met Shepard Smith. This is back in 2003, I believe. It was okay. right after one one Yeah. Anyway, he was a very interesting guy, and he wanted to know why I didn't take being a pilot into my civilian life. And we got to talking, and uh, we sort of became friends. I oh, mean, nice. Was, when I heard about uh, him uh, quitting today, and you were talking about career changes I didn't take. He was wanting to know the same thing, why I didn't Why you didn't pilot. do it. Yeah, because most of, I mean, I've got, I've got a buddy that just retired from the military. He became an airline pilot. And most of the pilots of the WSB Skycopter are former military folk. Uh, Mike's in Dallas. Mike, real quick, what do you have, buddy? 
uh, I was in the uh, career uh, automotive career for about 26 years, and I started my entertainment company two years into it. Um, I've had it uh, for 12 years full time. My only regret is I wish I started 10 years earlier. Uh, but moving forward, I never regret making that decision to do what I do now. What well, what industry you in? Were you in for 26 years? I was uh, working for an automotive distributor over in Norcross. Okay, when I came down from New York. Uh, but uh, the mobile entertainment uh, business was a better-paying job, so I created my own company and uh, doing very you. well since. I, I love when people do that, when they get out and do their own thing. I, that is so inspiring to me. I'm not saying you should do that, Longoria, or yeah. Deb. You should go out and make your own enchilada business, but I do. Yeah, I do. I, I work for Deb. I, I, I want to keep all you guys here, but I, I really inspired when people take a chance like that and do, uh, do something else. All right, coming up after news, weather, and traffic, comedian Mo Ammer in studio, the Friday edition of The Mark Arab Show. Welcome back to the show. And a good Friday Eve to you. Mark Aram here. You there. This is the Mark Aram Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on WSB Radio, Atlanta's News and Talk. The gang's all here tonight. Deb Green produces the show. Longoria, the stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. Low T Chuck screens your calls. So last night, uh, my evening consisted of me trying to stay awake to watch the uh, Giants-Patriots game and my eyelids are just slowly closing and watching my Giants really stink it up. Uh, <laughs> guest of the Mark Aram show right now, last night, was not in bed with a dog watching uh, the Giants lose to the Patriots. He was hanging out with a guy named Dave Chappelle. Mo Ammer. Ammer joins us live <laughs> on the Mark Aram Show. Mo, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. I thought I had a good night until I heard about your night. What were you doing with uh, Dave Chappelle last week. night? I had a great week. had a great week. Well, Dave was visiting me in Houston, and we were just hanging out, and uh, we just decided to do some pop-up shows. So it was, that's it. I mean, and then, like, everybody, all the Houston royalty was showing up. It was just an incredible week. It was basically, I got grills by Paul Wall. Wow. I mean, it's like it's over. That's it. <laughs> Brittany That's knows like what a that crown. is. I want one. That's a crown. <laughs> yeah. We'll get you one. You want one? Seriously. I'm serious. We'll like get you B. one. B.I.T. You have like perfect teeth, too. Oh, she, like, she, has a, she wears a retainer <laughs> off the air. <laughs> She's so oh, That's young. the She's... only way to do it. <laughs> Seriously, you have I think perfect I would teeth. Lo- I would look better with a Paul Wall grill, though. There you I mean, go. that was like, that's for me, somebody who grew up in A-Leaf in Houston, yeah. the suburb of Houston, and somebody who just like, you know, started there uh, to get that, to get the grills is like a crown. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I like, know. oh, oh, now. Daddy, yeah, exactly. What you looking at? <laughs> Brittany knows. <laughs> I mean, Brittany's in it to win it. Indeed. So I should say Moe's a stand-up comedian. He's at the Punchline tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Tickets available online at punchline.com. So, I mean, that's, that's just mind-blowing. So I, mm-hmm. I want to talk about your amazing career. But, you know, you're, you're doing pop-up shows with Dave Chappelle. There's, there's a certain level of comedian where, uh, like, for example, the punchline. Like, mm. I couldn't just go to the punchline and say, hey, Jamie, throw me on tonight. Right. Like, I, but, but there are certain comedians that, no matter where they are, they could go in New York, L.A., Houston, wherever, mm-hmm. and, and just pop in and do a set. That, that's a huge, uh, just, a, I don't know, a huge... Uh, banner of of like talent to be to do a pop-up show wherever you want to do no absolutely he was we were announcing the shows every day but it's like it's a it's a milestone in a stand-up's career yeah when you can uh pop in or hop on shows i mean obviously dave is of a class of his yeah, own no you know doubt. he's a league of his own he's one of the best you know greatest stand-up comedians of our generation uh easily on in my opinion he's on the rushmore oh know, absolutely like he's, i've seen we've done like a thousand shows together and that guy's insane so for me for me to you know, for us to work together and and uh, to call me one of 
one of the one of the better comedians of my generation. He issues. He chooses to. He used the other words. It's weird saying it about myself, but yeah. it was just one of those situations. Yeah, we performed at the Tabernacle here a bunch when we filmed the special. So, yeah, that's definitely like a milestone to be able to pop into shows or do pop up shows. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's amazing. So uh, Mo Amers in studio on the Mark Aram show. He's at the Punchline tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. So. Um, I'm assuming you're an Astros fan. I am an Astros we'll fan. We'll get we'll get into the Astros. I'm wearing the I'm wearing Astros hat that the Bun B designed and <laughs> handed to me last night. Look at that, just bragging. Man, I'm just like bragging <laughs> like crazy this morning. Houston just moved to Houston <laughs> this, this evening. What's up? Uh, I, didn't do, I didn't even know if it's night or morning anymore. Exactly. I'm just confused. So, um, so I'm a Yankees fan. We'll talk about the series coming up. Uh, but the Braves, uh, you know, the, lost a, a killer game five the other day. We get, they got smoked ten runs in the first inning. Oh my so, god! So the off season has come for the Braves players. Is there ever uh, an off season for stand up comedians? It, it, do you book? You look at your schedule and be like, all right, I'm taking off the month of December. That's my off season. Do you guys have one? Um, yeah, if you're if you're not successful, no, you don't really have yeah. one, and it's, you just keep it coming. And for me, like you, the, the way it worked out for me is I got picked up on a TV show. I'm second lead in, in a show called uh, Rami on Hulu. Oh, nice! So I just like there is no off time. Yeah. You know? And last year when I released my special, The Vagabond on Netflix, I was doing the show as my release was going on. So it was zero. I haven't I haven't rested in three years. I've been doing this twenty years. It's like sure. really no rest. And when when the thing when the train's moving, you gotta keep it going. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to work on getting some rest. So usually it's like summers. Off. Summers are like calmer than most. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Unless you work for SNL, then you're done. Quick question: <laughs> What was like your biggest moment? Like when you know you when you knew you made it? Oh man, I don't think I've had I've had a few the Mark like Aram yeah show. <laughs> yeah that's Obviously. it. This is the one. This is the one. <laughs> I've had a few like milestones. So it's like it's not just one. I feel uh, Radio City Music Hall uh, doing. Uh, Chappelle's run there with, you know, pop-ins like John Stewart and and going up before Chance the Rapper and following Chance and doing uh, shows with Lauren Hill and doing shows with Trevor and Dave. Was she on time? Did Lauren she show was up on, on time? time? She was on time. Absolutely. Was I had tickets to see her in Atlanta a couple years ago. Yeah. like three or four hours late. Yeah, two two hours and yeah. forty five minutes late. Did you yeah. wait? Of course, she's the queen. I gotta wait for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, That well, that's that just goes yeah. to show like there are certain people. I, I think I'll wait for Chappelle. Chappelle right. can show up whenever he wants. I'll be sitting there. Yeah, that's right. Just waiting for him. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll, I'll wait for you for 40 minutes tonight, though. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would wait for me about 40 minutes, Mo too. Ammer is uh, at the Punchline tonight, tomorrow, and on Sunday. Tickets available online at punchline.com. Uh, I, I got a note. Side note really yeah. quickly. I have to address this yeah. Atlanta Braves thing. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I feel no sympathy for you guys, honestly. Really? Uh, I mean, I'm a Houston Astros guy. Yeah. And what you guys did to us during the 90s was something that just made all the children stop believing in baseball. The, like, the stop Vigio believing in Astros. Man Bagwell. It was the most... Yeah. I would skip school. You don't understand. Like, I would... I would skip school and go to the games like Ferris Bueller's Day Off <laughs> and expecting this is the year and we just stink it up so yeah. bad. And you guys were so awful yeah. to us in the 90s. Understood. So I, the sympathy doesn't run you Are know, you old so enough to, uh, to remember? To, did you go to any games in the Astrodome? I did. No, absolutely. That's, yeah. how I, that's why I started stand-up, actually. I saw... I saw Bill Cosby live at the Astrodome in 1990. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, and I was like, hey, I'm going to be a comedian. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, I saw we, before of, we knew about the race. Yeah, I saw one of his last shows 
uh, probably his last show in Atlanta at the Cobb Energy Center, mm. and it was just a bucket list. This is before all the stuff came out, whatever. Obviously, yeah. Um, and I was like, well, he's like 75. I'll never get a chance to see him again. He's probably lost his fastball, but I want to go see him just to right. say I got to see Bill Cosby, you know, because I never saw Carlin. I never saw Pryor. Yeah, was but just... this guy. So I went there. I went there with really low expectations. And, again, this is before we knew any of this stuff. And he did two and a half hours mm-hmm. of amazing stuff. And he yeah. didn't even know he was going that long. He looked at his watch. He's like, oh, my God. I was supposed to be done and out, you know. He probably does that all the time. He, he cr- That's why I do that all the time. Have I been up here 90 <laughs> minutes? Yeah. Wow, that went by it so was, fast. I mean, even, but it's true. even at, you know, at his advanced age, he just sat on that stage and just, just absolutely crushed it. He's one of the best orders of our time. I mean, I mean that's that's fact. It's yeah. very very unfortunate yeah. what happened. It's like devastating to me. Yeah, you know somebody who's like, oh no, you know that's how I felt. I was like, why? Well, that's I mean, yeah. listening to his albums, his comedy albums growing up, it was, yeah, it was one of fantastic. the greatest of all time. One of my biggest regrets is not watching Carlin, not being able to catch Carlin because I had an opportunity to see him, and I just man. And he walked by me one time in Vegas. He was, he was like 10 feet away, and I was trying to sneak in during this Las Vegas comedy festival. He was coming in to talk to some old-timers. Man, I just, man, that's, that's like one that really chaps me up, man. Yeah. Really you got a lot of followers up. on Instagram. I just kind of looked you up. <laughs> Who, Carlin or Mo? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's Mo. not bad. I do a terrible job. It should be hundreds of thousands. Brittany, terrible. Brittany Tannenbaum fact-checking you on <laughs> the Mark Aram Show. I'm checking you. Thank you. I appreciate you, Tannenbaum. <laughs> <I'm just checking laughs> you. <laughs> I'm just making sure you're legit. We're going to get you some grills. We're going to say Tannenbaum. Maybe I should Tannenbaum. come to the punchline tonight. We don't have plans tonight. Boom. Should I come see you? Yes. Yeah, in a few hours, let's make it happen. Spectacular, of course. Can we sit on stage with you? Yeah, you can sit on stage. So, so that's what. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Ernie. Yeah. So the Punchline is an intimate venue. It's a great venue in here in Atlanta. Love it. But y- you're coming off the road playing Radio City Music Hall right. and these huge venues with Dave Chappelle and John Stewart. Yeah. Is there an adjustment, or do you not make it? Do you not need to make an adjustment when you go from those arenas and those huge theaters like the Tabernacle mm-hmm. to a smaller venue in Punchline? Do you have to? change things up a little bit on how you do your, your yeah each venue each venue definitely um you know varies like we did shoreline amphitheater that's twenty one thousand people it was nas lauren hill dave and dave asked me to come up and, and do the show with them. Yeah. i was like yeah of course i'll be there yeah it requires you to be just you know it's like television set are you giving them a, a special set like it's a it's something that's been fine-tuned and you're sharp and you have no time but 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 it's different timing is you know everything is completely different is it outdoors or indoor? You know, like the whole sure. thing. But when you come into the comedy club, that's that's where we that's where I start. It's like getting yeah. on a tricycle. Can I ride a tricycle? Yeah, Hell yeah I can ride a tricycle. <laughs> that's would, how it feels. Not even I mean, a bike. The punchline's a breeze. Yeah, for what he's. But done. but it, it, it this, can be. It's fun. It's way more fun. Those venues, like last night with Dave, we did a hundred seater, man. Oh, wow. we did a hundred seats. We just did something super intimate and exclusive. That's like, like seeing the Beatles and all. Yeah, it's like I was getting together. messages from everybody, like they're waiting to try to get tickets, and I know what that means. Please. say... Save me, give me <laughs> yeah. tickets, and yeah. I'm like, I can't save you, bro. It's a hundred tickets. But, but with in an yeah. intimate setting like that, um, not that you ever bomb, mm-hmm. but you know, comedians sometimes have yeah. rough have rough nights. Yeah. In in a smaller setting like that, it, I, I would I would imagine the bomb rate is higher for some reason. That it's just like you're so close to the crowd, oh, yeah. the hecklers right there, maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think a lot of people have opportunities to do shows in front of like you know three to. 21,000 people, yeah. you know, it varies. So, yeah, I'm sure that 
I think it would suck way more to just die in front of 20,000 <laughs> yeah, people. Of you know, that Absolutely. would be the worst. Absolutely. I mean, I there's think, so uh, many people that I have to walk past. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I think the punchline's just as big as a seller, like comedy seller, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're pretty... It is, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, it's very I lived in New York for four years, so I would go to the Comedy Cellar a lot, but I never got to see, like, you know, Kevin Hart walk in and just want to do a stand Oh, you never saw a pop-in? No, my friend saw John Mayer, Mm -hmm. because apparently he does comedy when he... No, he likes to pop in, yeah, Yeah. he loves stand-up comedy, yeah, I know John... And he he follows you. He's legit. (laughs) She's fact-checking John Mayer, Amy Schumer, and one of my favorites, John Legend. yeah. Yeah, John's, John's a friend, yeah. I've, I've got my own little library. You <laughs> just gave me right? chills. I'm like, yeah, I have yeah. really cool friends, you actually. Do. You're right. You yeah, do. Yeah. Mo, it's, not just, it's not just the Instagram <laughs> situation. Hang out one more segment? Absolutely. All right. Uh, Mo Ammer in studio on the Mark Aram Show. He's at the Punchline stage tonight. This might literally be your last chance to catch him in a small venue, folks, because he's playing arenas all over the world. So go to punchline.com and grab your tickets today. We'll be right back. This is the Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. Comedian Mo Ammer in studio, and he's going to scoot over to the punchline for shows tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Brittany Tannenbaum from Access Atlanta in studio as well. Um, Real quick, we play a game here, Mo. Um, I need you to pull out your phone. Oh, boy. If you don't mind. Oh, God. uh, It's a game called Who's in Your Phone? So I want to know the most famous person in your phone. You don't have to call them. I'm not going to, you know, but just scroll through and, and find the most famous person on your phone and blow me away. I mean, obviously, you've been I dropping mean, it's some. Probably, it's probably Dave, I mean, at this point. He's, 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 my, he's my friend and mentor, so yeah. it's like, to me, that's like. How often do you text in Dave Chappelle? Um, I mean, it just depends. Yeah. If know. you FaceTimed him, would that be weird? Uh, yeah, he, because it's like, <laughs> he probably went to sleep like three hours that's, ago. That's pretty big. Dave Chappelle's yeah, yeah. pretty big. Yeah, Outside yeah. of comedy, any any big names that we uh, know? Musicians, John. John uh, Legend. Yeah. Is John Man. Mayer, oh, is John, well, I was going to say, is John Mayer single? Is John Mayer single? He's a player. What day is it? No, <laughs> yeah. no he's, yeah. Not I, for I, me. I haven't checked in with him in a minute, but I think so. Right, we'll check in. I think so. <laughs> after you get your grills. Well, yeah, after exactly. I get my, uh, my, my grills, we'll Once check in get with John. Grills. And uh, see if I can set him up with someone. Uh, but Brittany's been blowing up your Instagram account, Mo. Uh, where can mm-hmm. we find you online, websites, all that good stuff? Yeah, moammer.com. It's M-O-A-M-E-R. It's like America at the Ica.com. <laughs> and uh, all my social media is uh, at real Mo Ammer. It's a lot of Muhammads out there. You yes, know what I mean? Indeed. Lots and lots of Muhammads. Out there. <laughs> Most popular name oh in the gosh, world. This, Absolutely. This, this, I'm just looking at this picture yeah. you posted. This is a crazy picture. It's the House so of cool. Blues of Houston. I mean... Yeah, it's everyone. Does That's everyone everywhere. have the Paul Wall girls? Does no, not everyone. I, we just got them. We got we were molded and we're supposed to get them yesterday, and hey, uh, they only had the bottoms together because we. Cause so Johnny Dang is the one who you know the jeweler. He's um, he. We wanted just white gold, and apparently he took it upon himself just to add diamonds because he doesn't want us walking around. Would with... they? Would they sponsor the, this grill place? Would they sponsor my program? <laughs> would they? Maybe. <laughs> if you moved to Houston, exactly. Meet Mo... a grill for Aram. That's exactly. It. Mo, it. great to see you. Great to meet you. Thank you so much. We'll check out at the Punchline stage this week. Yeah, um, you can check out the special. A lot of people can check out the Netflix special as well, called The Vag.
Vagabond. It's a completely different set, so they can watch that, get some flavor, and come back out. Will do. Uh, news, weather, and traffic next. Hang tight. This is The Mark Aram Show. edition of the Mark Aram Show. Hope you have a great weekend. Uh, if you don't, got Mo Ammer. What a what a class act. What a funny guy. Brittany Tannenbaum from Access Atlanta uh, hanging out in the last half hour. Anyone who hangs out with Dave Chappelle and John Mayer, I'm a fan of. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And gets followed by Amy Schumer and John Legend. Like, that guy's about to blow up. He's about to blow up. Yeah. You should was, go see him tonight at the punch Yeah, line. that was very cool. Um, a big, This is a busy weekend. If you don't uh, go see Mo... There's Pride Fest uh, downtown, a lot of activities there. Uh, but there's also an air show, Brittany, yes. at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. I've never heard of such yep, a thing. the Atlanta Air Show. Um, basically, they are just flying and doing stunts and tricks in planes. I actually flew. I don't even remember which plane it was last year. It was tiny. Mm-hmm. Anxiety was through the roof, but I did it. <laughs> And uh, it was pretty cool. So they have um, the United States Air Force Thunderbirds and Canadian Forces Snowbirds are going to be headlining the show. And tickets for that are 15 bucks over at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So when you say you flew in a small plane, not like a private jet, but like a plane well, this with was like, like propellers. A janky, yeah. Yeah. So I've flown in two of those. Um, one time with Neil Bortz. He flew me back from the the Georgia Florida game from Jacksonville. How was that to Atlanta? It was fine. I actually Neil was actually a really good pilot. What's so funny is he flew well, me I didn't back. Realize he flew you. Yeah, yeah, he flew me because um, I didn't want to drive. I mean, after a partying weekend like that, so he flew me back to Peachtree to Cab Airport in Cab County. So he literally flew me like I don't know nine hundred miles. Yeah, how long is that flight? Not uh, it was like two hours maybe. Two hours. And we land there, and he's taking me all that way. But he won't give me a ride back to my house. Oh my god! He's like, you got to call a cab. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> so like, what stranded I? you at PDK? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you going to do? And the second time, uh, we, I had to go to a funeral in North Carolina. It was me, Clark Howard, and Chris Camp on one of these. It was a small, small plane with propellers. Yep. And we were flying into the mountains of North Carolina. I bet that was pretty. It was pretty, but it was also nerve-wracking. And Chris Camp, the news director, says to me, he goes, you know, if this plane goes down, the headline is Mark Aram and two <laughs> others perish in plane crash. Uh, no, Clark Howard. I'm sorry. Clark Howard and two others perish in plane crash because, you know. Yeah, forget about you. Yeah, forget about me. All right, so the air show, hopefully everything goes fine at the air show down at Atlanta Motor Speedway. It's officially October. The weather is matching it. Things have cooled off, and it's time for Oktoberfest. And there's no more back sweater meter, right? Well, it was was a four yesterday, four or five, so it's it's slowly coming down. Right, exactly. So (laughs) Oktoberfest Atlanta is at Fourth Ward, historic Fourth Ward Park. That's what the kids are calling it. Indeed. uh, These days. So it's a full weekend of German-themed fun. You can head out there um, and sip on a variety of delicious German beers, German food, live music, 
Tons of Oktoberfest act, uh, themed activities and games. General admission starts at $21. There's always like cute people dressed up in those, what, what do you even call those outfits? German like the, outfits. Yeah, the <laughs> German outfits. I don't know outfits. Have You know what's fun? We went Later to hosing. Helen. I've been to Helen like a long time ago and they do a whole yeah. Oktoberfest out that's there. That's the whole economy is Helen. Yeah, is. That's, that's just a whole... A whole different beers vibe. and brats and sausages. Yep, and bratwurst. All, brat, and, yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah, totally. All right. Um, some good food and good drinks over at Oktoberfest, and then what else did I want to talk about? Apples. Oh, right. Yes, I Give brought you some an apple. apple. How do you like them apples? <laughs> How do you like them apples? Well, you're going to like them a lot if you head to BJ Reese Orchards or Mercier Orchards. Those are a few places where you can actually go apple picking, yes. and it's so fun. We did it uh, last year. I did a whole segment over at Mercier Orchards, and there's so much to do. So you can do a you pick where they let you, you know, go out and pick your own apples, sure. and then they have a, uh, a whole market. So like fried apple pies and different. Do apple. they have? So you're an expert on apples now since you went up there. <laughs> Do they have uh, apple cider donuts? Do you remember seeing I those I believe there? so. Those and are so good. I grew up with those. They're so good. Yes, they are. And I know that most of the orchards, or the or, um, most of the apple orchard spots do have apple cider donuts. Yeah. I think it's kind of one of their delicacies. Um, this place was known for their apple pies, fried Ooh, apple pies. So we went behind the kitchen too. and watched <laughs> them. Yeah, you'll eat anything. Um Watch them, like, fry up the pies. They look delicious. Uh, they had, like, ap- all kinds of apple butter jams and spreads. And it was it was pretty a pretty spectacular uh, little market there. Excellent. I mean, they just had everything. Yeah. Um, oh, and they had a cidery. They made their own cider. Cider's over, good, too. Over there. So, um, yeah, you can, like, get... The only problem is, is, like, you can't... If you're going to drive all the way out there, you can really only have, what, maybe, like, two glasses of beer or two... Or you get a DD. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Find, like, a pregnant woman <laughs> to drive with you yes, and then drive back. Exactly. All right. I love apple yeah. orchards. Pick your own apples. Apple cider donuts, apple cider, and fried apple, apple, apple pies. Apple. Um, you are the apple of my, Brittany. Oh, Tell us thanks. where we can find all this stuff. So, you can... Follow us on the Instagrams at AccessATL. You can follow me at Britt Elise. And uh, where else are we? Over on the WSB Now app, you can watch the full Access Atlanta show or on Facebook, actually, too. Um, Access Atlanta on Facebook as well. All right. You got to get out of here. Go to the punchline. I know. I'm going. I'm going right. to go sit up there with Mo and have him heckle Josh. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Don't ask him to do that. Don't ask him to do that. Thanks a lot, Britt. All right. Bye. Very happy to welcome back to the show Academy Award winner, Mr. Kevin Costner. Kevin, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How are you, sir? Thank you, Mark. It's good to be here. I'm, I'm very excited. This Friday, The Highwaymen premieres, uh, a new movie uh, that you are starring in, and it basically highlights the, the lawmen behind the story of Bonnie and Clyde. And, and I'm very interested in this because I don't know if you ever watch American Experience on PBS. You ever catch that show? Well, yeah. And they, they did a documentary on Bonnie and Clyde, and it focused on their amazing story. But you really didn't get much about how they were captured or the lawmen in it. And I think that's where the highwayman comes in, right? Well, it is. It's, it, we, we've taken a look behind the curtain because, you know, whenever you have characters like that and all the violence that people, you know, seem to, you know, be enamored with, they almost forget the violence. And we're the people that showed up and saw the flies on everybody laying in the road. And more than that, the families that never saw their father and mother come home again. And uh, so we know when there's violence that there's a, there's a boat wake of what's left over. And um, the reality was, I think, in our modern day, you know, we probably would have caught Bonnie and Clyde in the first hour 
but as it was back in those times, dirt roads, no radios, law enforcement was not connected. They were on the run for four years, three, four years, and they finally bring these two older guys out of retirement in 100 days. They track them down and kill them. Kevin Costner joining us on the Mark Aram Show. The Highwaymen premieres this Friday, March 29th. So this is Depression era. Is, did that help capture uh, the, the uh, nation's uh, attention with Bonnie and Clyde? Because they, they became like sort of celebrities on, on the run. Yeah without, yeah, without a doubt they did. I mean, people, it was depressed. My family's from Oklahoma, and, and uh, they, were, had to, they were in those migrant camps that so they made their way to California. You know, and the people's lives were kind of in tatters, and uh, they weren't exactly enamored with the government or with banks. My family lost all their money, put their money in a bank, and an hour later it closed. Uh, you can imagine. It, they never recovered, to be honest. And, um, and the reality of that, uh, people you know, began to root at least a newspaper without kind of actually thinking about what the violence really was, uh, how, in, you know, how awful that was. They did begin to root for them, and that happens a lot. It's a, it's a kind of a, a celebrity phenomenon, if you will. That, that, that was true, but uh, this story deals with the, the men that, that were assigned to, you know, go down and, and, and stop this murder spree. You've had great success in your career in, in what they call period pieces, dances with wolves, the Untouchables, uh, Silverado. This is another period piece. Uh, do, do you enjoy going back in, in that uh, time frame and, and, and wearing the clothes of, of the time period and the vehicles of the time period and all that stuff? Yeah, I, I do. It's, uh, I mean, listen, if people wonder about the moves. I will tell you I prefer those to, to courtroom dramas. I don't like wearing a tie. I love going, and, and there's all this stuff, and um, it, it is like playing like a kid for sure. And, uh, I, I, but I won't do it unless I think it has a chance to stand the test of time, which is means above and beyond the first time you see it, you know, you kind of forget about it. The hope is that Iron Man is a kind of story that you see, and you basically say to somebody, nah, you got to see this. It's kind of kind of cool, and it's something that you, 10 years later, you see it, and you want to watch it again. Um, it's really well done, and uh, I, I do love going back in time, and I love our American history, good and bad. Kevin Costner joining us on the Mark Aram Show. Woody Harrelson plays your your partner, uh, the Texas Ranger. Uh, forgive my ignorance, this is the first time you've acted on screen with Woody? Yeah, and he was great. You know, uh, he's really, he, he just was a, you know, just a really good, good actor, and it was a good screen partner, and I do think people will kind of enjoy the back and forth. He plays a actual character too and these guys are both buried not far from each other uh and they they fought together and and uh, and and their friendship uh, endured to a certain extent speaking of great speaking of great actors so the other night i was at home and no way out came on and i have to watch that movie every time it's on it's one of my favorites Gene Hackman in that movie. I mean, I absolutely adore Gene Hackman. I mean, that was that was fairly early in your career. What was it like working with Gene Hackman in that movie? Well, you know, I get asked a lot about things, you know, to make lists or whatever. Who's your, you know, who's your favorite actor? Who's the best actor? Who's whatever? And that's hard because, you know, when you work with so many people, if you start with somebody and you leave somebody out. But I have said to people, listen, the biggest star I ever worked with was um, Sean Connery. And I think the best actor I ever worked with, I said, was Gene Hackman. And I've said that a long, for a long time. And he was just that good. He was so immediate. He was so available. And uh, we had some good 
talks about a few things, and, and I miss him. Yeah, th- that's high praise coming from you. I, I just, I can't, I mean, I love everything he's ever done, and he, he's so versatile. Uh, did, you know, again, you were pretty young when, when No Way Out was made. Um, did, did you take anything from that experience with working with, with Hackman? Yeah, I had one one truly amazing experience. The show's not long enough for it, so I'm not trying to tease you. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, my, uh, you know, if, if I could be considered in that, you know, in that sentence with him, that would always make me feel great. But that's how I feel about him. I can't let you go uh, before we talk baseball opening day tomorrow. Um, I know uh, we talked baseball in the past. Mike Trout signing that huge deal. Do, do you wish maybe you stuck with baseball instead of acting after you see that kind of money? Well, I made a little dough in my life. Don't forget. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know what? I've been in Spain um, talking about this movie. I didn't see where he made that deal. Did that happen in the last couple of days? Yeah, it was. I think it was last week, and the Angels signed him to a wreck. It was. It's the biggest contract in um, professional sports in in North America. 12-year extension, $440 million. I think it's like $36.8 million. I mean, the good news is he's an angel for life. You know, I love when the, the stars stay with the same team, and he'll be there for the rest of his career. I understand what you're saying, but I don't think there's any of us that, that yet won't feel disappointed, that won't feel a measure of disappointment if he doesn't make it um, into any of these playoffs where, we get, you know, where people get, get measured in a different way. He really stands on his own, without a doubt. But it's just that it's... Uh, it will be one of those kind of things where these great players who never play for championships. And that's what I think we all want to see that happen for him and for the Angels or for any player that that uh, plays the way he does. No doubt. So, all right. So, opening day tomorrow, and then Friday, go see The Highwaymen, starring Kevin Costner, Woody Harrelson, the untold a true story behind uh, the detectives that took down Bonnie and Clyde. Kevin, always a pleasure. Best luck at the movie, and hopefully we'll catch you up again soon. Thank you. We'll be right back. This is the Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. I'm not I'm not union. I can't turn on my own microphone. <laughs> Welcome back. Final segment of the Mark Aram Show. A little classic Costner there. Comedian Mo Ammer in studio and Brittany from Access Atlanta. Any big plans this weekend? Deborah Green. I've got Halloween stuff coming up. Already? Yeah. Out there banging out the Halloween parties. Absolutely. Low tizzle. What are you doing this weekend, buddy? Um, I think we got a road race we're running, my wife and I. I'm going to push the stroller with the little kid. Aww. So we'll see how that goes. Be careful. Yeah. I saw a woman. Be careful. I'm in the back of the pack. I saw a woman the other day. I was driving to work, and she was um, jogging. Yeah. Okay. With a stroller. Yeah. While, like, walking a Great Dane. Oh, yeah. That I was was nervous for. Yeah. Like, a, a squirrel comes, that that whole thing is gone. You know, like a squirrel runs squirrel. across the road. That's your worry. Like every well, because the dog. I mean, unless it's oh, like super trained. Trained. But I was like, oh, like a baby carriage and a Great Dane, and she's jogging. I'm like, that's too much stuff going on right now. Yeah. But good for you, uh, Longoria. What do you got this weekend, buddy? We might buy a new car. Really? Yeah, we need for you car. or Leslie? Well, for the family. I mean, both of us. She needs one more than I do. So. So you'll get her hand me down from her. No, I'm actually going to no. keep my Durango, but we're uh, going to trade hers in and get her a new one. You're going to keep that Swim Dad sticker on there? Uh, of course. That's why fantastic. not? All right. Yeah. Um, I got a bachelor weekend, which means a lot of takeout food and a lot of sleeping. Nice. So it'll be fun. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Next week on the show, Deb, we're on early, right? Monday and Tuesday? Yeah, Monday and Tuesday. We're on 4 to 7 mm-hmm. next to Monday and Tuesday. Uh, before we get out of here, Longoria, let's do Star of the Show. 
you guys ready for the Mark Aram Star of the Show? Uh, let's throw Alex Williams a bone. He went 0 for 2 on Does He Know This Food? So I don't want him to get mad. Pierogies. I'm going to have pierogies for dinner tonight. Uh, we'll continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Facebook Mark Aram WSB. Uh, in the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.